Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that's Vince Taglia here. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And no, I do not need to seek professional help. I know exactly what the hell I'm talking about in the sense of this, uh, this unfoldment of this tyranny that is happening in this world. The uh, tyrannical measures that are being implemented through law and through policy and uh, much, much more. I mean, man, it is, a, it is a crazy time to be alive. Is it not, Vince? It's unbelievable, man. I can't, you know, we live in unprecedented times. Um, I always kind of had a feeling we lived in a time in history where something was going to pop off, but, uh, I think this goes beyond any expectations I could have imagined. I thought it was just going to go nuclear right away or something, but this is wild. Well, I mean, that's why you have the, the, what I call the firestorm event is this has to kind of have small, subtle attacks on the infrastructure of society. Um, you have to erode away at the foundation in order for it all to come down. Um, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing it every day. And they try to, to disguise the social narrative with various different distractions from silver, you know, shiny silver balloons in the sky to um, arresting Donald Trump with absolutely no crime being committed and, and no legitimacy of crime yeah. being committed. Excuse me. I and, know. Uh, yeah, it's just it's really interesting times. And I know I say that a lot on this show that it's it's interesting times. But when we start looking at kind of where this has taken us, and, and maybe that's what we'll look at tonight, because we're gonna I'm okay. gonna look at two different perspectives. We're gonna look at the the hold on one second. Well, okay, so the title on Rumble is the death of the deep state. The title on Restream is wrong, um, but I just death, updated it. Cool. Yeah, the, the death of the deep state is the title tonight. Yep. And this is important because we have two paths that can happen, that we can go down. Yeah. And a lot of it depends on you, me, everybody out there, and how we all coordinate together in our efforts. Um, mm -hmm what happens in unravels in the sense of Donald Trump and this awakening. And I'm going to explain a lot of that and why this is the death of the deep state um, mm -hmm. it, or people acquiesce, people give up, people lose hope and faith. And I don't, I don't like hope. Hope don't pay the bills. Okay. But you have to have hope within the heart. And I think that that's important. So tonight we're going to talk a little mm -hmm. bit about hope in the heart. We're going to talk about what's going to potentially happen in the next few months, the next 18 months or so before the 2024 election. Um, we're also going to talk about potentials of what doesn't happen. What does the world look like if it doesn't happen? Um, and so this is one of the speeches I'm actually going to give. I'm going to be doing this talk in Chandler, Arizona this month. Oh. Did you know that? No. When are you going to Arizona? So I will be in Arizona um, April 20th, 21st, and 22nd, and 23rd, Thursday through Sunday. It is a three-day three convention that is going on. This is from Badlands Media. It's called the Great American Restoration Tour, okay? 
And uh, it's hosted in Chandler, Arizona at the Hilton Phoenix in Chandler. And if you are in the area and you want to check it out right there, all you have to do is go to badlandsmedia.net or you can scan that QR code right there and that'll take you over there. There's no affiliates or anything like that. Just if you want to come out, meet myself, you want to meet tons of other great patriots, um, you can come and, and check it out. We have a lot of great speakers that are going to be there. Um, I don't have the full list here, but uh, people that you definitely know and heard of. Oh, actually, here, John, John Harold. You guys probably know him as Patel Patriot. Uh, John Harold, Kate Buckley, that's uh, Kate Awakening. We got uh, CanCon, Zach Payne, who is Red Pill 78, Burning Bright, Justin, Just Human, Chris Paul, Patrick Gunnels, Brad Getz, Jordan Sather, Justin Deschamps, Ryan Delmar, G Money, Patriots in Progress, Alpha Warrior. Me and him are going to hang out. And Sean, be the first time I'm hanging out with Sean Morgan. Uh, myself, then Absolute1776, who's Paul, and a few surprise guests, which I cannot name right now. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a great, a great time out there in Chandler, Arizona. So if you guys are able to make this, the Great American Restoration Tour, um, the first one we're doing is April 20th through 23rd at the Hilton Phoenix Chandler. And tickets are on sale right now. Also, for everybody out there, there's virtual tickets. So you can watch it live online and you can purchase virtual tickets right there. Or if you're going to be in town, you can purchase virtual in-person tickets. Um, and for the stream, I, I believe it's going to be a private stream on a private website. Uh, but once you purchase that, all that information will be given. Uh, so if you guys do want to meet myself and, and listen to me give an amazing speech about what the heck is coming in the world... Highly recommend you can get out there. You'll be supporting Badlands Media and everything that we do over there. As you guys know, we just had a show, um, Earth Chronicles on Badlands today. Myself and David Whitehead, our guest was a guy by the name of Michael Tessarian. If you don't know Michael Tessarian, you got to get introduced to this guy. He's um, absolutely fascinating. Uh, the, the episode's already got 50,000 views. Absolutely rocking. And we talked about the female Illuminati. The real... Oh behind everything if you've listened to me on like friday nights yeah. i say that at the top of this echelon of the illuminati this, mm -hmm. this isn't a whole bunch of men sitting at a table it's a few women and these women come from very very ancient bloodlines and they're derived their power from you wouldn't even believe where this all goes back to but we talked a lot about that tonight and michael desarian over three decades of in-depth, deep-dive research into the occult, the esoteric, ancient history, mythology, religion, spirituality, all the cults and secret societies that organize around them. Um, absolutely fascinating human being. His work is just unbelievable. He's got a podcast, Unslaved Podcast, unslaved.com, as well as michaeldesarian.com. You can find him there, T-S-A-R-I-O-N. Um, but go check out the episode. episode. Everything's linked up there on Rumble. Um, just... Man, it was three, almost three and a half hours. Wow, dude. Yeah. I'm going to have to go catch that when I get a chance. Wow. But yeah, so so at that conference, I'm going to be given a discussion. I'm going to start a lot with kind of historical context, cabal, occult, why, firestorm event, great reset into great awakening, what we can do, that type of thing. Um, it's, a, it's a talk I've given before. Mm -hmm. And you know it was interesting because he talks. Uh, Michael Desarian talks about um, 
um, Adonist, basically Setian, Setian Atnus. So the worship of the ancient Egyptian god Set, right? And we were talking about it and someone put it in the comments and I'm like, oh, reset. Symbolic representation. Reset. The word reset is really means wow. the reliving of Set's acts and deeds, which he killed Osiris, allowing for Osiris to be rebirthed. And I've already talked about the sim symbolic nature of it. So that was mind blowing. Oh, man. But, you know, oh, at the end of the day, when we start looking at what's happening here. Yeah. You know, whether it's occult or whether it's secret societies or, or cults or just pure fucking evil, because it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all have to understand that we have the power. We, the people, the global community, we have the power. We're talking about a small select group of people, probably less than a thousand on this planet, probably less than 3000 on this planet. Okay. If you wanted to talk about their whole echelon, which means that we overwhelm them. Oh, well, they got all the land and money and resources. Do they do they? Yeah. Hmm. Do but they. put it this way. If I had a hundred acres, what is that? If I'm just one person with a hundred acres, you need, a lot of people to do anything in this world. True. true. If nobody's on your side, you're not going to do anything. But if you have a hundred acres, let's say you're, you're one of these or elites and you own a hundred thousands of acres. Yeah. Let's say you're one of these elites and you have hundreds of thousands of acres. That land is worthless. If nobody's selling to you, if nobody's buying from you and if nobody's working for you, the people have the power. Yeah. It truly comes down to that is that people ultimately decide. And here's the thing is if a few, a small few stand up and say, I'm not working anymore, they'll replace you. But if 30% stand up, that 30% turns into 40, turns into 50, the majority, it can no longer survive as a business. It can't function. It goes away. And then gets bailed out by the government and mm -hmm. then goes on higher. Yeah, we know how that works. But we have to stop this, this expansion of governmental power. I've been talking about the Restrict Act. I am not going to bore everybody tonight with the Restrict Act. I have, I, I have reiterated this over and over and over and over again. The Restrict Act is freaking bad. Okay, this thing cannot allow to get be passed, and it cannot allow to be piecemealed into other bills. But see, the thing is, is that if they don't get it done through government. They'll just get it done through technology. They'll just get it done through big tech. Big tech will just implement these policies. And yeah. they don't care at the end of the day. JP Morgan, uh, you, you have uh, Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan today. Look, look at this. JP Morgan CEO calls for a redistribution of wealth. Jamie Dimon suggested governments seize private lands to build wind and solar farms as to meet climate goals. Jamie Dimon urged governments to seize private property in order to build renewable energy infrastructure, arguing that allowing the market to evolve organically will leave humanity with few options in the face of accelerating climate change. Warning that the window to action to advert the costliest impact of global climate change is closing. The bank executive called for permitting reforms in his annual letter to shareholders on Tuesday, arguing we simply are not getting the adequate investments fast enough for grid, solar, wind, and pipeline initiatives. Massive global investment in clean energy technologies must be done and must continue to grow year over year, he wrote. 
insisting governments, businesses, and non-governmental organizations, NGOs, need to align across the several or pract uh, practical policy changes, specifically invoking the use of eminent domain in order to expedite the adequate investments in renewable energy. Now, kind of interesting, huh? Isn't that interesting? A billionaire banker globalist is calling for the redistribution of your wealth, of your land? Yeah, man, they're going to do it. That's kind of their only hope is to go fully tyrannical and to push all this forward, or they're going to go broke mm -hmm. like they are now. Yeah. And, and Jamie Dimon, by the way, owns thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of acres of land. And his corporation, JP Morgan, owns millions of acres of land. So got to ask who, you're, who this, this benefit, because what's going to end up happening is let's say that JP Morgan has commercial contracts out there and personal contracts for land all throughout the United States. The government goes and starts eminent domaining those. The government has to give you reciprocation in the amount of money they pay you. JP Morgan gets their loans paid off. Now they have real capital to work with. So he benefits from that. But also... Think about what's happening in Europe right now. Think about how specifically they did this. We're talking about the Dutch farmers, the German farmers, Italian farmers, Spanish farmers, right? Okay. The EU came out with new climate guidelines and told farmers, hey, in order to produce, you have to reduce your carbon dioxide, your nit nitrogen, and your methane um, outputs. And they gave them the new levels. Well, the new levels were before below anything that these farmers could actually get out an efficient production. They, they couldn't harvest a good crop. They couldn't substantiate their livestock. So they protested. They rose up. They were throwing shit all over the, 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 the Capitol buildings and all this stuff. So what did the government do? How did they respond? I don't know. The government went and used eminent domain to take the farmer's land. Mm -hmm. So in the United States, what will happen? is they'll come out with massive restrictions on farming, on agriculture. Very kind of similar probably what they're doing in, in Missouri trying to pass this bill, which we're going to have a guest next week. We're going to actually have um, – we're going to have – I want to get the person's name right, so give me a second here. Um, what bill are you referring to? Uh, I'm referring to uh, – I, I put this out. This is uh, House Bill. In Missouri, there's House Bill 1169 which the sponsor for the bill is Representative Holly Jones of District 88 in Missouri. And she is mm -hmm. going to be on the show with myself, mm -hmm. um, potentially Tom Rents and uh, Matt Presti Monday to discuss it and okay. how important it is that it gets passed because it's basically, uh, it, it's a kind of, a, it's a consent bill. This allows for people to be informed that their meat is being vaccinated. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, Vince, they're trying to vaccinate with mRNA vaccines cows against COVID-19. Do you, do you know how fucking absurd this is? Because cows are immune to coronaviruses. One of the reasons that you buy a vitamin supplement known as colostrum, which comes from dairy milk or cows. Cows, yeah. Is because the colostrum contains antibodies against coronavirus because the cows naturally produce it. The cows can't get it. But what they're talking about is injectable vaccines through the medium of foods, vegetables, meats, everything. 
this is what they're moving towards. They're going to give you your vaccine one way or another. And we need to rise up and stop this dead in its fucking tracks. This yeah. is as tyrannical as it comes. I mean, this is the stuff that you take a shotgun and you start saying it's revolution time. Okay. Yeah. When, when they start doing this type of shit, this is this is stand my ground. This is okay. You are endangering the life of myself, my neighbors, my property, all this stuff. This is game set match. This is time to get fucking Rambo on some asses when you want to go this far. Okay. Yeah. Is the concern that you could catch the coronavirus or get this mRNA through ingesting it? They'd have to change their technology, but uh, I could fathom that as possible, and I would not be eating that meat. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's about not eating that meat, but it's it's much much more. Okay, I know. I mean, there's only so much meat in the world. You do this to all the main farms. There's not going to be any healthy meat. This can't happen. It's one of those yeah, things. So this is Tom Rents's uh, Twitter right here. If you're not following Tom Rents on Twitter, you need to. Uh, the Missouri Cattlemen's Association is 100 opposed to the Missouri HB 1169. If they aren't putting gene-altering drugs in the cows, why do they oppose this bill? The fact is, is that they, they are and will be doing more. Did you know they are planning on vaccinating through milk? Here's the link to the study. Pull the quote link below. Link is in the thread. Here's the abstract. These results indicated that bovine milk-derived exosome, exosome-based mRNA vaccine could serve as a new strategy for preventing SARS-CoV-2 infection. Meanwhile, it it also can work as a new oral delivery system for mRNA guys quite literally what he's saying here. Okay. What they're saying here is they don't need to inject this shit into your arm. They can literally put it in your food. Okay. And this is their next step. This is, this is the protection of your life. This is survival at this point. Okay. If they are trying to put this in our food, we need to stop this at all costs. This is Tom Rents's bill. It's got 5.1 million views on it. Missouri uh, bill 1169. The one I was talking about, Holly Jones is the sponsor. She's going to be on with us Monday. Uh, but this is the informed consent bill for you people to know where your meat is coming from. Now, the problem with this is that Missouri meat goes everywhere around the country. This bill is only for Missouri which means that Missouri residents would have to be notified that that meat contains vaccines, but you wouldn't. Gosh. This is serious, man. Yeah, this I know. Incredibly serious. Like if this stuff gets passed, you're talking about like quite literal tainting the entire food supply of the United States of America. Yeah. You're looking at an increase in the genocide that we're already in. Exactly. Heart inflammation and all that. And, and I'll tell you, shit's going to get 1776 at that point in time. And I don't talk like that often on this show. I don't say that on this show often, but that's exactly what's going to happen. If, if these states start implementing or allowing, or these farmer associations start allowing food, vegetables, livestock to be vaccinated and then sent to people, you're going to watch left and right combine to take some shit down. And I'm serious about that because uh, th that's, that's it. That, that's, that's my lined in the sand right there. Now I'm going to have the FBI here tomorrow. Um, 
it's it's really unacceptable, man. It is. Even the state that our food is in today is completely unacceptable. All everything. About 99% of everything. That's right. You're absolutely right. Our food is atrocious as it is. That's why I'm like stuck drinking the ancient mushroom elixir alive. Um, this is root beer flavor. And uh, you get like a touch of root beer before you get the drowning out by apple cider vinegar. <laughs> and uh, it's it's reishi, shaga, and turkey tail mushrooms extract. Um, and it's not pleasant, but it's not bad. Like you kind of like, it's like drinking liquor. It's like after a few sips, you're like, yeah, this kind of, kind of not bad. Okay. It's like drinking uh, a sweet whiskey. I don't know. I'll have to try it. But what else we have here is, so we have the takeover of our food supply, which is coming. It's imminent. Okay. We have oh, the yeah. takeover of the money supply. Jamie Dimon's talking about imminent domain laws. And here's the thing. If these farmers don't comply with big agra, let's say the FDA, uh, the, the, um, yeah, the food and drug administration comes out and says, Hey, you need to vaccinate all your livestock, or you need to spray this MRNA vaccine on all your crops. And the farmer goes, fuck you. Then the, the FDA comes back and says, Oh, you're not complying. Imminent domain motherfucker takes their farm away. That, that's how this will happen. So guys, we have a battle for our lives coming up here. But see, we know their plan. We know their strategy. We know the methodology of attack. We on listen, if we went back three years ago, I was just talking. People like, man, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. <laughs> never going to happen. Fuck right. it happen. Okay. And it's continuing to happen. And the reason it continues to happen is because these people are methodical. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything they do, they've done before. And we can see the patterns. It's all about pattern recognition. And so if you know what they're going to do next, you can stop them. And you can stop them by being proactive. You can stop them by being loud and fucking belligerent. Listen, you don't have to talk nicely and respectively to your politicians. There's nothing in the books that ever said that you have to be kind, courteous, and respectful to your politicians. Your politicians, they sit under your boots for a reason. They serve you. And people need to remind their politicians that they work for you. Okay? And that's everything from the lowly public servants police officers, sheriffs, deputies, all these guys, to the elected officials, all of them exist under your boots. An 18-year-old kid fresh out of a high school, guess what? An American citizen, boom. Those people serve him. They live under his boots. Remember that. Because you should never be intimidated or afraid or filled with fear in order to talk to a politician. You should be emailing those son of bitches every day, 10 times a day. Go out there and get a you know $10 subscription to an email blaster that just continuously emails back and forth, back and you know, one after another, boom, 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 and blow their shit up and say, if you do this, there's gonna be problems. You better support freedom because if you support tyranny, you're not gonna like the outcome. This is fuck around and find out. Like we, you know, Vince, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it right now. We've entered. That period of fuck around and find out. 
in American history, we have entered that period of fuck around and find out. If they want to persist, fuck around and find out. If they want to try to pass this type of legislation to, or if they want to try to allow corporations to vaccinate our food without our consent, fuck around and find out. If they want to try to push a vaccine or a fake pandemic on us, fuck around and find out. If they want to try to usurp our elections again, three times in a row, fuck around and find out. If they want to go out there and prosecute an innocent man in front of the whole world while the whole world is watching, fuck around and find out. That's the truth of the matter. And that's where we are. That's where we are right now in American history. We're in this, this test trial phase. There's enough of us awake. There's enough of the veil lifted up where people do clearly see what's happening. And people are sitting there going, oh, this isn't going to turn out well for them, man. And the Donald Trump indictment is the real clear sign of the death of the deep state. The reason I say that is because that is sheer desperation. That is panic in D.C. Quite literally. You Wednesday. Last week, Wednesday last week, we had the grand jury come out and say, we're going to take uh, a little 30-day recess and we'll reconvene because we don't have anything. and They're not going to be able to press charges. The next day, boom, indictment. Hmm, was that planned? Well, I, I don't think it was planned. I think it was pushed and pressured and said that you're going to do it on this day and the arraignment's going to be on this day. And we know those two days, that the, uh, the attempted assassination of Reagan and the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. And yes, the attempted assassination of Reagan was March 30th, which was last Thursday, the day of the indictment. And so that was a signal sent to Donald Trump as a fair warning. If you move forward with this, we're going to JFK you. And Donald Trump simply said, fuck around and find out. And the American people are sitting there going, fuffo, fuck around and find out. Because DC, they have no other choice but to move forth with totalitarianism authoritarianism and in this banana republic they, yeah. they have no other choice it's so true because they'd be out in a second if yes. anything was legit Th- that's right and they know that the american people are past that critical threshold past that precipice moment that we're done we're, we're done with it so so what are they going to do in the meantime then well, remember mm-hmm. what i told you when the deep state the cabal they had their back up against the wall mm-hmm they will burn this place down before they ever give up power, right? If they have to. What did Donald Trump just say last night in his speech? World War III is closer than it's ever been. Months away. He's right. He's not bullshitting you. That's some serious stuff right there. Let's listen to what else he has to say about the dollar here. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There will be no defeat like that. That will take us away from being even a great power. That's right. The collapse of the dollar will take us away from being even a great power. That'll put us in a third world state type of situation. That would be the Soviet Union from 1995 to 2001, where it was in complete chaos and collapse. And drug lords and criminal syndicates ruled the streets. Somebody asked me last, we were talking, um, I was on a Twitter space last night with uh, Jen and Dustin of American, American Mission. And uh, we were talking conspiracies and someone brought up the uh, George Floyd conspiracy. 
and started talking about Maria Santa Maria, La Raza Radio, um, and oh, El yeah. Cabo, the uh, the bar that they all worked at. And I I went out there and I made the connection for everybody that hey, look, this was illicit gun running and counterfeiting of money, and the gun yeah. running and the money running was being done to various different terrorist organizations within Minneapolis and throughout the state and other states. And what they do is they run guns up from the Mexican cartels that were given to them by the United States government during the Fast and Furious operation. They run the guns up and then they basically distribute this in sleeper cells throughout the country. And someone asked, well, what are the sleeper cells for? I said, that's when World War III breaks out and all the able-bodied men are sent overseas to fight a war. And all the sleeper cells begin attacking America from the inside. And they're like, oh, and they go, well, how do you know that's what they're going to do? Because that's what I would do. Yeah. And look, (laughs) yeah, if I wanted to destabilize America, that's what I would do. Why else do we see them doing it? Like preparing for that? Mm -hmm. You know? Well, yeah. And and what someone said is like, well, how do you know that? Well, if you go do the research on a guy by the name of Phil Haney, who mm-hmm. was a DHS Department of Homeland Security whistleblower who blew the whistle on the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration into our federal government and our governmental systems, of wow. which the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood's daughter is a woman by the name of uh, Huma Abedin. Oh, my gosh. Who just happened to be Hillary Clinton's handler, I mean, uh, chief of staff, who is married to Anthony Weiner, who we know the whole insurance laptop scandal thing where he was a pedophile trying to contact 15-year-old girls with naked pictures. His wife was Huma Abedin, who just happens to be her father, is the head of the Muslim Brotherhood. And Phil Haney died two years ago of, of a suicide after he was on John B. Wells' radio show saying, I'm not suicidal, John. If I get killed, I'm going to meet a confidential informant. Please investigate. And nobody investigated. So this stuff is very, very real. It's really, really happening. And, you know, this does bring about a level of fear for people. And I understand that. Okay. And this is another reason why they want to get the guns away. It's not necessarily for civil war. It's because what happens when terrorists rise up in cities and people are armed to the teeth? The terrorists don't last very long. Right? <laughs> not at all. No. But uh, on the show that we were just on, Michael Tessarian, he had a quote. I don't even know if he recognized he said it. And I, I'm pretty sure it's his. But he said, fear is the one leash for a million necks. Wow. Fear is the one leash for a million necks. He's spot on right with that. Because that's all you have to happen is all the able-bodied men, the guns are gone and the able-bodied men are overseas. And now the women, children, and the weak are succumbed by the fear of terrorists in their own country. But there's hope. There's hope. I had Dr. Kirk Elliott on uh, Dark Delight Show earlier. And uh, Kirk was talking about uh, a bill that's being introduced. And I talked about this bill last year, actually, um, that's being introduced. This is um, HR 2435 to define the dollars a fixed weight of gold and for other purposes. Uh, This bill Mm -hmm. is being introduced. Uh, Congressman Massey. Yeah, that's it. Congressman Massey is the one introducing this bill. Sorry, I had a brain fart there. Um, But we have uh, the American faces the twin threats of inflation and bank failures. 
Three U.S. congressmen introduced a pivotal sound money bill that would enable the Federal Reserve note, the dollar, to regain stable footing for the first time in more than a half a century. Uh, Alex Mooney, not um, Mooney. Uh, yeah, Alex Mooney, West Virginia, Andy Biggs, and Paul Gosar, um, both Arizona Republicans, introduced H.R. 2435, the Gold Standard Restoration Act, to facilitate the repegging of the volatile Federal Reserve note to a fixed weight of gold bullion. Upon passage of H.R. 2435, the U.S. Treasury and the Federal Reserve are given 24 months to publicly disclose all gold holding and gold transactions, after which time the Federal Reserve note dollar would be formally repegged to a fixed weight of gold and at its then market price. Now, this is good, but this is bad because firstly, you still have a centralized bank. And do you want to know what's going to come out of this? The truth of how much gold the U.S. has, which might cause some problems. Well, yeah. spin it the other way. Okay. Many people would say, hey, this is a good thing. And I, I trust Paul. Paul Gosar, okay? Yeah. I yeah. trust Andy Biggs. Yeah. Uh, but this would be used to guess what do? What? Compensate your gold. It could. They're going to go out there. They're going to do. Uh, they're gonna disclose all the gold holdings and say, okay, well, now we need to make it illegal for any American to hold gold. We're going to confiscate it. We're going to bring it into our treasury. That's going to basically repeg the dollar, and then everything will be hunky dory. That's what they're going to do. I'm telling you, if they if this gets passed, that's what they'll do. Uh, I wish I could help them, man. But boat accidents have been on the rise, and I was a victim. I know I lost all my gold in the bowling oh. accident. God. But think about yeah, what I doing. could see that happening, dude. Gold right now. Oh my god, it's over two thousand dollars. Silver's over twenty five dollars. Blue blown away. If yeah. you guys, so there was some controversy about Dr. Kirk Elliott and uh, I contacted him about a few things. If you guys have any problems with any affiliates, you, you contact me, just come to me. Like I, I literally can I talk to this guy every day and I can call him up and be like, Hey, what's going on here? Right. And they get busy and they have new people and sometimes new people make mistakes. It happens, especially when you have a thousand clients a day, right? So just understand that if there is problems or delays or you're not getting a call back or something like that, just let me know and I'll get it taken care of. I assure you. Okay. So please feel free if you're having any, like if you like you put information in and nobody got a hold of you, call me. Well, DM me and I will take care of it for you. I will get you a hold of them. But you definitely need to get in the gold and silver. And I don't care if you go buy from JM Boolean, Atmax, if you use Kirk Elliott. You get your 401k, transfer it into gold and silver, IRAs, whatever you do, okay? I'm telling you that you need gold and silver. Like, I was just talking to the Vince here, and I'm like, about to buy some silver. And I'm about to buy some silver. You know, it's not a small amount of silver. It's a decent amount of silver. And the reason is because the Atlanta Fed has come out with quarter one GDP projections. And... The projection was 3.5% GDP growth, which would have been on point with the last quarter and the quarter before that, Q3 and Q4. Well, guess what? They had to um, they had to chop that by half, 1.5%. Now, when you have inflation at 6% and 1.5% GDP growth, this is why you have inflation. Okay, this is why you yeah. have the rising cost of goods and services. And this is kind of, in a sense, stagflation because if your GDP is growing – right? You can kind of curve the, the inflationary level because if your P 
people are making money and people are making more money than ever and people are spending money, then yeah. you know, inflation's not that big a concern. Inflation typically goes up three to four percent or two to four percent each year anyway, but that is priced into the cost of goods and services. But when it exceeds that by two or three percent, you start seeing problems. And the problems of accession over that that uh, that aggregate average of that two to four percent. What you see is a decrease in GDP during that. So when you have that increase in inflation, that decrease in GDP, that is not a good place to be in. Uh, that is global economic collapse occurring very, very fast. And Princess uh, Little Eight uh, is asking about silver. Absolutely. Fucking get in silver. dude. Get in silver. Silver is dominating the market right now. It's up over 24% in the last few days. Um, so it's up to like $25 a coin. And, and $25 an ounce is still cheap for silver. Okay. Uh, we could probably see silver. I was talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott about this earlier. He said we could potentially see silver moving this year to a hundred dollars an ounce. That would be phenomenal. But here's the problem. If silver moves to a hundred dollars an ounce, the cost of goods and services and production skyrockets. The reason is, is silver is utilized within basically all the manufacturing industry and all the electronic industry. So you remember when a TV, a brand new TV used to cost five grand, they're going to cost five grand again. Yeah, it's interesting though. I think that'll take that'll be a long-term effect, I think. Because remember during the pandemic where we saw lumber go up 10 times in price and other things go up 10 times in price, but gold and silver just sat low. I think they're going to manipulate it until the very last second and then one day it's just going to pop. I I agree. And uh you know what's really going to cause it the the skyrocket to like 600 $1000 is when BlackRock and JP Morgan get called out on uh, the SLV calls. And so um, SLV is a depository to where they hold silver, they buy and hold silver, and they give mm -hmm. you a paper certificate. And this is actually exchange on the stock market. So the ETF, um, exchange traded fund. And what happens is you go out there and you can go on any browser you want and go okay. to TD Ameritrade, you can go to Webull, whatever it might be. And if anybody's interested in Webull, I'll get you a, a promo code. But um, you can go to Webull or anything like that, and you can go out there and buy SLV, which is like twenty four seventy three right now. Um, and then let's say that you bought some SLV and and you want it. You you let's say you have a hundred thousand ounces of it. You want to go get it. You can go trade it in for literal silver. That's that's how that ETF works specifically. You do the same thing for gold. It's GLD. Um, well, the problem is, and we've known this for a long time is that there's more paper than there is silver. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a problem. And I don't think I don't think through every broker you could redeem that either. I think that some brokers have the rights to that. Or there's well, some no, no. If you bought, let's say you bought 100 ounces. You're entitled to it. You can go and get it. You have to be able to redeem it. Absolutely. You can go read SLV's um disclosures. Now, I don't know. Well, I'm okay. sorry, you don't know. I, right. I don't know. I mean, okay. I, I know that's the idea behind it, but through something like Weeble, I don't think you can. But that's maybe I'm you, okay. Yes. Okay, I may be yeah, wrong. Yeah, okay. So if I went out and bought a hundred option contracts where I own a hundred shares of it per contract, right? Yeah. Um, I can I can go out there and I can use those contracts to acquire that silver at that price. And this is what's going to be the problem because. Silver is going to move up in price to about $100 an ounce. People are going to have option contracts to have bought the price at, let's say, $35 an ounce. Okay? 
So you have 500 option contracts at five at $35 an ounce. It's the price is now a hundred. They're going to take those option contracts to SLV and say, give me my silver. And this is going to be production manufacturing. They're going to be like, Hey, we don't have any silver. And what people are going to see is that they were pocketing the money and not buying the silver with it and just issuing the papers. And that's when, that's when, the price of silver is going to go bing, 600 700 $800 when they realize that nobody has it in their vaults. And what's a good indication that you know that they don't have it in their vaults? So what? London Metal Exchange last week, JP Morgan went to cash in $1.9 million worth of nickel calls. Right? Nickel, nickel options. Calls. Yep, nickel options. They, they had $1.9 million worth of nickel that they could buy off through their options. They went to pick it up, and it was a bag of rocks. True. London Metals Exchange is nothing but the the gold standard of metals exchange. They went there and they got rocks for their nickel. There was no nickel. They were scammed by the London Metals Exchange, JP Morgan. Okay. And that's what I'm the same thing I'm saying is they had options. They went in there to get their nickel. Right. Yeah. Okay. So China was sold $9.8 billion of gold by the Perth Mint. The gold was hollowed out and another metal was put in there to make it look like gold. There's no gold. The Perth Mint doesn't have gold. The London Mint Exchange, Metal Exchange doesn't have nickel. Do you think J.B. Morgan and BlackRock have silver? Probably not as much as they should. This is why you should buy silver. But diversify. Get into XRP. Get into Bitcoin. I, I said the other night, buy Bitcoin. Buy some Bitcoin. Buy buy $250, $500 worth of Bitcoin. Do you know how many people globally right now hold Bitcoin, of one Bitcoin or more? Oh, probably a fraction of a percent. Less than 900,000 people globally hold more than one Bitcoin, one Bitcoin or more. Do you understand that in 10 years, you're not going to call it Bitcoin anymore? Yeah, I know. Satoshis. You're going to call it Satoshis because the price is going to be so fucking high that you're going to be counting it in one millionth of a Bitcoin. That's serious. Okay. And those hundred thousand people will be like, told you so. And so I, I buy, you know, a few hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, a few hundred dollars worth of XRP. XRP is like what? 50, 60 cents. You can take that and get a two for one deal on your dollar. Perfect. Go buy some Cardano ADA. Go buy a little bit of Ethereum. Those are the four I'd buy. XLM. Stellar Lumens. You can get all these on Coinbase. You can get them on crypto.com. I'd, st I'd stick to Coinbase, an American company. But I would get gold, silver, and a little bit of crypto. And what I would do with your crypto, for everybody out there, what I would do with your crypto, if you have the, the technical knowledge or capacity to do this, is I would go get a Trezor or a Ledger, okay? And, and basically what they are is they hold your keys, it's just a digital key. I have an app on my computer, okay? That's my window into the blockchain. So all your wallets are held on the blockchain. Nobody actually holds your wallets. But if you have it on a cryptocurrency exchange, they hold your crypto. You don't own that crypto until you take it off. But if you have like your own digital key or hybrid wallet, what that is is a window into the blockchain. And so if I control that window into the blockchain on my own computer and I have it written down and I have the keywords written down on 10 different or my hash written down on yeah. papers that are held in my vault, my safety deposit boxes, I'm never going to lose it. 
Okay. Now you own and control that. So just put it away for 10 years and come back. Let's say you do a thousand dollar investment in the, you know, Bitcoin Cardano in the, uh, in, uh, XR, XRP. And then you do a few thousand dollar investment in gold and silver and you just put it away for 10 years. Come back. Watch what happens. You'll be pleasantly surprised. And guys, I did put getgoldtoday.com there. That's Dr. Kirk Elliott's information. Fill out that form. Give them a call. If you don't hear from them within 24 to 48 hours, call them or DM me and I will get you a hold of them. But getgoldtoday.com right there. Um, and right, yeah, funny that I said that because one Bitcoin is actually trending right now on Twitter. Twitter must have heard me. Uh, yep, more than 991,000 wallets hold one Bitcoin or more. That That's substantial. Yeah. And it's going to be increasing massively. So and, and this doesn't mean that it's not going to fall down to the ground because it probably will no. at some point in time. Yeah. It might it might go down like 15,000, might go down to 17,000. But it, I guarantee you in 10 years, Bitcoin will be over a million dollars. Hmm. Okay. Could be. Now, has anybody heard this story today of Bob Lee? So Bob Lee, 43-year-old tech entrepreneur, okay, is the CEO of Cash App. This is no small guy. CEO of Cash App, the CBO of a cryptocurrency company, as well as partners in Square with – Jack Dorsey, Twitter's founder, okay, personal friend of Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey, was stabbed to death in San Francisco. Stabbed to death in San Francisco. Yeah, and police still don't know who who stabbed him. Of course they don't know who stabbed him. But see, I put out that, hey, look, you know, this is interesting that Cash App is one of the main contenders um, against PayPal, Venmo, and Zelle, and, and all these other platforms um, that are competing against the Fed now system, which is coming out in June, and all of a sudden one of these guys just gets killed. Now, it is, what's even more interesting is what is happening to all of these crypto CEOs being killed. Do you know what I'm talking about? What? There's more. There's a lot more. Hmm. News of the deaths of two major crypto CEOs in one week, and this was last year, as. Uh, has fueled a spat of conspiracy claims and narratives purporting sinister links between their passing and that of other billionaires, multi uh, millionaires from the industry over the years. Uh, so this is uh, December, 2022. So you have uh, Tianchen Kalander and Veshalov Taran, who both died within the past two, uh, two weeks of this, um, had fortunes estimated be in the billions and are now at the center of new conspiracy narratives on social media, despite the limited to no evidence. Okay. It follows only a month after cryptocurrency developer Nikolai Mushijian, Mushijian, 29, drowned in Puerto Rico. And you remember that he was directly connected to FTX. We believe that he was the original person who uncovered all the FTX scandal that was going on. And he died the night before FTX collapsed and he drowned and he did the, the tweets on Twitter saying that the the CIA and uh, Epstein Island connection and the Mossad was going to kill him, and he was dead a few hours later. Well, you also have Autumn Raddick. So Autumn Raddick, uh, 28-year-old, died in 2014, okay? 
So she was involved with, uh, with Meta, Facebook, in cryptocurrency development. Um, you had Gerald Cotton. And so Gerald Cotton uh, died, uh, apparently died of Crohn's disease. Hmm. But um, he died in 2018 in India. You have uh, another crypto billionaire, Matthew Mellon, um, banking heir and crypto billionaire. This is, yes, this is the Mellon family. This is BNY, Mellon Bank, New York, right? Um, died unexpectedly. Apparently, he drive a drug overdose, and this was in 2018 as well. And uh, 100 millions of dollars that he had in crypto are gone. <laughs> Just missing. Um, you had Mircea Papasu. In 2021, Romanian Bitcoin investor Mircea Papasu died, leaving a fortune thought to be worth over $2 billion. And he was good friends with Nikolai Mushigin, the one wow. who died a few months later. Um, and now, then we have uh, Vishalov Tarin, who I mentioned, died in November 25th, 2022. That was in a helicopter crash. Then we had uh, Tishan Kulander, who died November 23rd. Okay. And now we have Ben Lee, or Bob Lee. Founder of Cash App, but also crypto investor and founder. What the hell's going on in the crypto industry and all these mysterious deaths? They're trying to consolidate the crypto, I think. Well, I bet you there's a pattern between all those people. We know that a lot of those people were about uncovering fraud. And there's a lot of fraud. There's billions of dollars of fraud that occurs. I'm not going to lie. There's billions of dollars of fraud that occurs in cryptocurrency. But it oh, doesn't mean course. it's not valuable and it doesn't mean that it's not going to be valuable. If you yeah. want to talk about a parallel system for the future that we set up against CBDCs and the Fed, it's crypto. People yeah. are like, but what about what happens when the electricity goes out, man? Well, what the fuck happens when the electricity goes out? Do you think people are going to go out there and take dollar bills? They might for the first week. Do you Maybe think they're going to take gold and silver? Eat. They might take gold and silver, but you can't eat gold and silver. You're going to barter. That's what's going to happen when the electricity goes out. And when it comes back up, guess what you're going to have? Bitcoin. And people will definitely accept that. That's my yeah. thought. And people will pay you back too, right? If they're good hearted and stuff. So, hey, you owe me this much crypto. I owe you. Anyway, um, yeah, dude, I think that there is a bigger conspiracy around crypto. And I think there always was. And to the argument about when the power goes out, how are you going to spend your crypto? Or that crypto is used in the black market and that's not good. What is the dollar used for? More dollars are used more than anything in the black market than any crypto. Well, maybe crypto's up there now, but um, it's the same thing with the dollar. It's going to happen no matter what. It's like guns, right? People are going to use it for good and bad. And well, the good thing about the dollar, in, in you know, I know we we are doom and gloom with the dollar sometimes because China just did exceed um, the trading of the Wong more than the yeah. dollar um, the other day. But wow. over 40% of the, the, the world's nations have a massive reserve of U.S. dollars and still function and trade in U.S. dollar. U.S. dollar is still the dominant economic force on the planet. But the problem is, is that the BRICS nations seek to end that. And they're going to try progressively for the next two years to do that. But imagine what happens when Donald Trump gets back in office. You know what I think what's going to happen when Donald Trump gets back in the office? Things are going to go in a different direction, but how? I think he's going to leave NATO and join BRICS. I think so, too. I imagine that be happening. I think he's going to join BRICS. 
I think he's going to say, fuck you guys. You're on your own, Europe. And he's going to go join Bricks. Yep. yep. And gas will be $2 overnight, and no one's, everyone's going to be fine. Gas will go. Gas will go from five dollars to ninety-eight cents overnight. Probably, dude. Yeah. That would make. Oh, good. He surely would make America great again. I really do believe that. That might be the move. And I want to give a a shout out to all the people who've donated, helping keep the Red Pill Project alive. You guys see up there in the corner, right there. We got the Give Send Go. You can scan that and uh, help support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project. Um, I actually got one for Cash App too. But I wanted to go ahead. We have the Battle of the Streams going on. And give a shout out to everybody who's donated the Battle of the Streams. It's between DLive, Pilled, Rumbled, and Facebook. Um, Slumdog gifted a can. Good topic tonight. Thank you so much, Slumdog. Grismo73 Lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. Just Mac 1974. Cookie. Love. And Just Mac again. Cookie Vibe. Thank you so much, Just Mac 1974. Um, and then Cookie Patriots. All right. I like Just Mac 1974. RPG 3573, two ice cream, derived one ice cream, Uptown 369, uh, U-Town, sorry, 369, seven lemons. Thank you so much, RPG derived and U-Town. And I don't recall, 22, seven lemons. Thank you so much for all the donations, guys. Much appreciated. And if you guys are new to any of the channels that you're currently watching on, one thing I can ask of you is just go ahead and give us a follow. Give us, uh, give us a thumbs up, a like on that, uh, a rumble up or whatever it might be. Um, and, and help support the channel that way. That definitely does help. And um, hold on. Let me see this here. I want, I want to read this comment. Crypto is a PSYOP. Watch. They need the blockchain technology created for CBDC on the open market. Then the value is going to be a wealth transfer. And then when CBDC comes in, then crypto will be illegal. Um, I don't disagree with you, but crypto is not a PSYOP. Um, the reason I say crypto is not a PSYOP is because Blockchain is not new technology, okay? Blockchain technology has been around since the 1970s. Um, Our current SWIFT system, the current financial systems of integration and exchange are blockchains, okay? It's not new. Those are centralized ledgers. They've been used for decades to exchange money between banks, okay? CBDCs, is nothing new. The dollar right now, 98% of all dollar transactions, the US dollar transactions are digital online transactions. The problem with those transactions is they are done on a very archaic and old system that is slow, it's lethargic, and it doesn't have the expansion for data protocols or individual programmization. Okay? So, What they're doing with CBDCs is they're implementing a new infrastructure that's faster, that's upgraded, it's centralized still, it's non-transparent, but then gives them that expansion, kind of like smart contracts and cryptocurrency, to add in data layers for programmability of money and trackability of money, okay? So what CBDCs are doing did not come about because of cryptocurrency. Understand that. It did not come about because of cryptocurrency. This shit has been there for decades. The reason cryptocurrency is a threat to CBDCs is because, first and foremost, it's decentralized. It's transparent. It's controlled by the people through DAOs, okay? For instance, Bitcoin. If you took all the Bitcoin miners in the world, okay, 
the U.S. government, the Chinese government all went and shut down all Bitcoin mining in their countries. Bitcoin doesn't die. It still survives. Other countries are still mining Bitcoin. If, you, if the top 10 countries in the world all shut down their Bitcoin mining, Bitcoin still lives on. It's still there. You can still access your Bitcoin and use it because it's decentralized. It's distributed. And it's transparent because you can see it all. Okay. It's a new idea of how it operates. And because it's scarce and limited and it has a, a controlled distribution of its supply, that's what makes it really valuable. So I, I disagree that crypto itself is a psyop because the bring the usher in CBDC. CBDCs, if you go back to the 1990s, go go Google search this, go to the 1990s. You have to understand how the European Union actually formed. See, the European Union formed at the same time when you were supposed to have the North American Union. And the European Union formed with the euro, which basically got rid of all the other currencies and consolidated it into one new currency. And the Americas were supposed to, Canada, U.S., and Mexico, were all supposed to combine together into the uh, the North, uh, to what was it called? It was not the, um, the North American Union, okay? The North American Union. They would have had the Amero. And guess what type of currencies those were? They were digital currencies. But they realized during that time is they didn't have the infrastructure or the manpower to actually get people to fall on board with it. So the last two decades have been an implementation to get the world ready for that type of, of platform to be developed. Um, in cryptocurrency, it derives out of this, but in a decentralized sense. So absolutely, definitely not and a, um, a psyop in my opinion. I agree with you. And um, I want to address the part where they said that, you know, they could just, it could be a money trap. They could make it illegal and everyone's screwed. There's an inherent risk with any investment. They could do the same thing with gold. They could do the same thing with buttons and shells. If that's what you decide to trade with, they could do the same thing with anything. Um, and it's understanding your risk and in any investments, very important, but I wouldn't say just because there's any risk at all to completely avoid it. So how about this? The, the illicit nature of the Silk Road online marketplace. To shut down the Silk Road, if Bitcoin was such a psyop and, and all this stuff, why didn't they just go take out all the miners of Bitcoin and stop the transactions? It's not going to go away even if they illegalize it. Because they couldn't. Yeah. They didn't know where they were. They didn't know how to track them. They didn't know where to find them. And they were so decentralized that they didn't have enough manpower to do it. So they had to go take down the website. For anybody who's out there saying they don't understand crypto, what I want you to do is sign up for the socialredpill.com. Okay, social red pill. Once you get in there, it's going to kind of look like this. You go to the left-hand column, you're going to see courses right here, courses. In courses, you have introduction to cryptocurrency. should come up with, um, if you click on it right there, there's a YouTube video. It'll take you to a YouTube video, and you'll see my mug. It's an hour and a half long. It, we did it 8-19-2021, and you guys can watch that and check that out. It's an introduction course to cryptocurrency that we did for our crypto mastermind class, and it's on the social red pill under courses, so you can find that there. So please check that out if you're wanting to learn more about it. Because I'm telling you, and what's coming is nothing can stop what's coming in the sense that we're going to have AI. We're going to have artificial intelligence. We're going to have super fast computing. We're going to have 6G and 7G and 10G technology. We're going to have, okay, we're going to have digital currencies. The question is, is are we going to allow these pieces of shit 
to control all that? Or are we going to bring it back under the power of ourselves? That's the question. Because technology is always going to innovate and progress. It's You cannot stop it. We're not going to get rid of this. The question is, is, is it going to be a card that it happens on of which you have multiple replicates of it and you own the codes to it? Or is it going to be a chip that's inserted into your body? That's the concern. That's the fight right now. And I know that people are like, no, nah, man, I'm never going to accept it. And that's great. You know what? I'm with you. Let's go get a hundred acres. Let's go live off the land and, and live as uh, you know, non-technologicalists for a long time. I'm okay with that. Right. And a lot of people will do that. And I think that they'll be allowed to do that for a certain amount of time until society, the, the tyrannical nature of society comes about and says, okay. Right. Um, but we have to understand that we have the ability right now to mold society in our vision. We have the ability to take down the deep state, to take down the global cabal, but that does not mean that technology is not going to progress. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have digital currencies in the future. But the question is, and this is what I want you to see in the good side of cryptocurrency is when we win this war, and let's say digital currencies come into the United States, and let's say that they're put on a public ledger, okay? okay. Now Congress goes out there and proposes a $1 trillion budget, all right? And let's say that it's organized by a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, which requires every member to come in and give a vote of approval for the new budget, okay? And so you can go into the budget and you can look at the cryptocurrency and you can see how it's distributed. Billion dollars going to Ukraine. And then you can look under Ukraine. You can see the transaction flow of this goes to the Bank of Ukraine. From the Bank of Ukraine, this goes into weapon buying. This goes, and guess what? Since it's programmable, that's all they can spend it on. And the preferred vendors are already there of the ones that they can choose. If we had that type of control of the spending of government, think about how powerful we become. Because now you need literal Americans, only Americans, to go in there, log in with their crypto wallets, which are quantum encrypted. Nobody else has access to them. Only you have that access. You log in and you strike your vote, and it's completely decentralized autonomous organization that runs that voting infrastructure, which means that no human being can go in there and, and manipulate it, plus the source code is op open source. Okay? That is a fail-safe system. And what happens there is now you control the federal budget. You get to see where every single dollar goes. And if you don't like what something is, you can send a note out on the tax aspect of this DAO and say, hey, guys, to the 380 million Americans, we have a problem here. Where, where's this money going? And you can recall that money. You can, you can put a stop hold on that money with the program. So this is the good part about digital currency is that you have that ability to restrict government, okay? But then the government has the ability to restrict you. But that only means if you allow them. Only if you give them that permission and you waive your rights for that. And see, that's the thing that we have to stop. We have to stop programmable money for the people. We got to stop the ability for centralized authorities to basically control our currency. We got to stop private centralized blockchain. We need decentralized distributed ledgers, public ledgers that are open and transparent to the American people that are controlled by the DAO controlled by the American people. What is that? 
it's uh some random messages coming in from a skype that i don't even have installed on my computer it's kind of weird <laughs> welcome to windows uh, i agree man do not waive your rights for anything as a matter of fact that always is a problem <sighs> i want to buy crypto now <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> but and, and i don't mean to beat a dead horse on this guys because i know people are like i don't understand it the only mark of the beast is if you're injecting if it's a centralized digital currency programmable and you're injecting that shit in your skin um and here's the thing is is the new system of finance that we need to have in this country also relies on gold and silver coin where the, where your central bank digital currency is pegged to gold and silver and where you're you have the ability to hold gold and silver period yeah it would be nice for that stuff to be audited too yep <laughs> all right what do we need a mod for i see people asking about mods I don't know. Uh, so now CNN and everybody's coming out there saying Melania does not uh, is not supporting Trump through all that. Just more bullshit, huh? Yeah, who told them that? Gosh, sources. Source. Oh, who cares? I bet they have arguments all the time, just like any other couple. And she seems pretty ride or die if she's gone this far. Yeah, I agree. Probably because she's almost there to inheritance, but I'm joking. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. <laughs> yeah. The mark of wow. the beast is the vax is the bioweapon vaccine, guys. That that's the mark of the beast right there. But cryptocurrency yeah. definitely is not the mark of the beast. Um, you know, think about it in this sense. You know, how do you exchange your gold and silver? How to if you're gonna buy a if you're gonna buy something online that's being shipped from Europe and you got a thousand ounces mm -hmm. of gold at your house. How the hell are you going to pay for it? Makes you think. Put it in a little sack and jump on a boat and sail across the ocean like they did 200 yeah. years ago? <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, Igor Shakurko, 49 years of age, Deputy General Director of uh, Yakusha Tenegro, which is a uh, oligarchical controlled com um, company in Russia, one of Trump's allies, dead, 46. And this makes the 46th, um, yeah, the 40th mystery death of oligarchs and Putin officials. Dude. They are killing his allies. This is like a movie, man. And he's came out and claimed the Western intelligence agencies are aiding in acts of sabotage against Russia. And this is what he's talking about is killing all their people. This is crazy, man. You are watching a war of the worlds right now. A war of the, the roses. Sorry, a war of the roses. Yeah, man. Eventually, these BRICS countries are going to come together and say we've had enough. And I do not look forward to that day. I Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is That's, that's Fafo, man. Fuck around and find yeah. out. Indeed. Yeah, Chuck Schumer has a net worth of $70 million as a member of Congress and a salary of $160,000 a year. Good for him. Piece of shit. So corrupt. Insert almost every politician here, and that's the case. Now, isn't it interesting? I mean, Putin was asked today about Trump's indictment. Yeah. And he said that he's not going to comment on it, which is good. 
But Mexico's president has absolutely slammed the Biden administration, the weaponization of uh, of the justice system about Trump's arrest. And by the way, Mexico's president is friends with Donald Trump. El Salvador's president did the same yesterday, friends with Donald Trump. Um, we have Hungary's president, friends with Donald Trump. And they're all coming. You remember uh, in then, you know, these are all friends of Donald Trump, but they're also yeah. members of BRICS. Just remember that. Yeah, dude. I think you have a very good point with all that. We've yep. been saying that 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 Trump and Pompeo did that tour around the, the world. And what they were really doing is telling people to join BRICS because that's going to rise up against NATO. And that's going to give them the needed time to stop the new world order progression of the Western nations and allow for Trump to take back America, which I think he has a really good shot at doing if he gets our help. Now, an interesting development was made today. Ooh. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. filed his paperwork to run for president. Yes, but wait, there's more. Yeah, I didn't know he was a Democrat. He, he registered as a Democrat. Democrat. No, he's always yeah. Kennedy's are a Democrat. Oh, shit. Yeah, I saw that. That's something there, huh? And you said there's more? What's more? He's, I didn't know he was a Democrat. And he's a Democrat, yep. Now, why is that interesting? It puts a good person for a running runner-up in a Democrat position for president. I pulled this wow. Well, there's a book out there by Fritz Springmeier from 1995 known as the 13 Illuminati Bloodlines. In there... The name Kennedy just happens to be one of those bloodlines. Now, isn't it interesting? And the Kennedys come from the Astors. Okay. Okay. Isn't it interesting? At and so for for everybody, the uh, so a lot of the families involved in the drug trade, the Bundys, the Astors, the Duponts, the Freemans, the Kennedys, the Lees, the Rockefellers. Um. I'm looking for this here. But one of the main families in the U.S. dynasties is the Kennedy family. And there it is right there. Pull this up. And so to be a researcher and to be informed that the Kennedy family is the top 13 Illuminati family is akin to being told a needle in a, is in a haystack. Someone has estimated there are 200,000 Kennedys in the United States. Um, and I, on a list of the most populous surnames of Ireland in 1890, Kennedy ranked 17th. And as a recent book listed as the 16th most common today. Fortunately, there is information that allows me to identify the least of the satanic Kennedys from all the rest of the Kennedys. You will learn some of this later in the article. And you can go in there and, and see where the Kennedy family abounds with marriages to names such as the Ancatels, the Bally's, the Booths, the Buckley's, the Collins, the Hat. Hatfields, the Humphreys, Freemans, James Phelps, Reagans, Russell, Smiths. The Kennedys will look closest at are related to the Fitzpatricks, an Irish family whose coat of arms has three fleur de lis with a dragon and a lion. The Fitzpatricks uh, tied back to France, maybe a part of the Sang Royal. Um, where this is a Sang Royal bloodline. Um, Jackie Bouvier, Kennedy Onassis, Mary John of Kennedy was tied to the uh, Antrolosis via her sister's marriage to the Antrolosis family. Um, they're a Scottish bloodline of the Illuminati. And so you, you can relate them to the Roosevelts, so on and so forth. So, and, and by the way, you have to read what Fritz was saying here with a um, 
with an open mind. There's a lot of Christian domination in the sense of his interpretation of Illuminati and Satanic. Um, if you go back and watch that episode we talked about today, a lot of that starts to make sense. It, not saying in one sense that Robert F. Kennedy is in any sense satanic. I don't think the guy is. I think he's a mm. true to God patriot. But we have a Kennedy running for office in the first time since, what, Ted? I mean, 30 years, 40 years? This is big. And he's going to contest the uh, the primary from Joe Biden. And he could potentially win it. Now, I don't think he will win it. What I think is going to happen, and now take this into a twist for 2024. Did you know that in our country, the Senate used to pick the vice president? Or the vice president was actually the second candidate who got the most votes in the presidency? I didn't know that, no. And it was always the opposite party? No, no, I didn't know. That that made sure that oh. you had partisanship representation in the executive branch. The president okay. was like a Republican, and the VP would always be a Democrat because they got the second most votes. That's how it was for a very long time in this country. Imagine what happens if we have Trump-Kennedy 2024. A Republican and a Democrat united to save America. Oh. I'm telling you. It's pretty genius. It is. It's pretty genius because, you know, that Kennedy name, that goes down to a lot of the older Democrats will jump right on top of that name. That's Robbie's son. I'm he'll telling keep, you. He'll keep Trump in check. That's Bobby's son. Oh, man, if Trump dies in office, Bobby, oh, yeah, I'm telling you, that is a powerhouse ticket for 2024. I love it, I dude. think it's possible. Yeah. And also, if you think about the, all the, oh, my, my backdrop almost fell. If you think about all the Anons, isn't that what they've been saying for a while? Oh, dude, this, the conspiracy. I already could see the tinfoil hats going on. Junior, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the junior, you get the other junior. Yeah, for sure. And what if that person was, what if Q was junior, just the other junior? Dumb, dumb. Yeah. He is. He's right up there. He knows all the things that are happening. He understands it all. He's oh, directly man. connected to all these people. Yeah, you, you might be onto something with that theory, man. I'd love to see it. Tell you what, that sounds genius to me. I think it would be a smart move by him. So that was kind of the news for today. Uh, quick shout out. Uh, P Quest gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, P Quest. Pammy Pam Pam donated a Ninja Gini. Thank you so much, Pammy Pam Pam. I highly recommend Josh's Crypto Mastermind class. Thank you so much, Pammy. You're absolutely right. It's a great class. We talk about a lot of good stuff in there, and you get to learn about cryptocurrency. Um, if you're interested in that uh, that specific class, um, I still haven't put it up yet, but it's uh, redpills.tv slash crypto mm. That's how to find it. Redpills.tv slash crypto mm. Um, and don't forget, guys, Badlands, the great American restoration tour, badlands.media or badlandsmedia.net. You can click on that um, QR code right there. That'll take you there. That's in Chandler, Arizona, as well as online tickets are available. So you can get the online tickets as well and get uh, get involved in all that. Um, don't forget about Dr. Kirk Elliott. If you guys are interested in that, I'm going to throw that one up now. Getgoldtoday.com. Um, you know, 
just give him a call and see what he says. I mean, you don't have to do business with him, but you can at least hear the guy out and hear his team out and see what how they can help you guys out. Uh, Mike Lindell, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, Mike Lindell's got a new promo going on for uh, MyPillow 2.0. Use that promo code RPP if you're going to go on over to Mike Lindell's uh, MyPillow.com. Use that promo code RPP. And uh, My Patriot Supply, as always, if you guys need to prep and prepare, go on to My Patriot Supply. Best way to get there is redpills.tv slash patriot. And uh, all right, man, listen, I appreciate you guys. That's kind of all we had for you today. That was like all the breaking news. I'm not going to talk about too much about Trump because we had the speech on last night. Um, and he said basically all we needed to hear is that this world is in decline and that it's up to you and me. And the world that we can see coming out, when Trump wins the presidency, I'm telling you, nothing can stop what's coming. You're going to see AI. You're going to see the integration of digital currencies. You're going to see this. But if we get people in control and in power of our politics, we get rid of the bureaucracy. We get rid of the deep state. We get rid of these long-term politicians who serve 20, 30 years. You're going to see a complete transitional shift in the way this country operates. <clears throat> Whoa. I'm losing my voice this last few days. Oh, yeah. I've been doing too many shows, but uh, you're going to see a transitional shift in how this country operates and what freedom is. Freedom will be revived. And when that freedom is revived, innovation will be revived. Ten new cities around the United States of America driving innovation, completely newly technologically advanced. Okay. And that's just the beginning of it. I've, I've heard rumors that a lot of my theories, what I was saying in the sense that they're going to fund innovation with grant money or prize money, that this is the case, that this is exactly what they have planned. And if you get the new world order, you're not going to get any of that. The new world order, that money is going to go to corporations who control the monopoly. Um, so we need to fight the new world order, death to the new world order, death to the deep state. This time is now for humanity to rise up against this epic evil and destroy it and stop it. It's in its tracks. And guys, I'm here with this fight, to fight this fight with you. Vince is here to fight this fight with you. And, uh, you know, much appreciated for all of you guys out there on uh, checking this podcast out every night. Make sure you subscribe, share, comment, like, all that good stuff. Um, but thank you so much for being part of the Red Pill Project family. Uh, tomorrow night is the After Dark Q&A. That is tomorrow night at 9.30 Central Time, uh, 10.30 Eastern Time. That's on our socialredpill.com. You can find that at socialredpill.com. Other than that, guys, we'll see you guys tomorrow with another episode of The Daily Dose. Have a great night. Take care. Wish I was ready, but I wasn't. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Now, good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Ipatch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.